Welcome moms and dads, grands and friends. This is just a mom winging it podcast where we will be discussing lifestyle changes, balancing family, recipes, and many more. So tune in. Hey guys. All right. Welcome to episode four. This week's episode is all about mental health awareness. I chose this to be our last episode for the month of May because May is the month of mental health awareness. And as mothers, it is very, very important to keep our mental health in a healthy state. Now, I will get all into mental health, postpartum depression, anxiety. I know for me as a mom, my anxiety definitely went up after having my son. Now, let's get into our Mama of the Month. I would like to congratulate Miss Tanae Durr. Her Instagram is at mommygirls underscore three. So if you are on Instagram, please go show her some love this week. Congratulations, Tanae. You are our Mama of the Month. Tanae was nominated by her friend Deborah. I'm going to read Deborah's nomination right here in a minute. But I chose Tanae as our Mama of the Month because Deborah sent in such a cute, sweet message about her and she really gave a lot of detail. So let's hear it. Are you guys ready? All right, I'm gonna read Deborah's nomination. Let's start. Hello, thank you for the opportunity to shout out an awesome mom. I truly feel there are some super moms out there and there's too many that I know and too many to nominate. This particular mom deserves the nomination over them all. I have known Tanae Durr since 2002. We went to college together at Jacksonville University in Jacksonville, Florida. She was also the matron of honor in my wedding. We met one time and immediately became inseparable. We were the girls everyone knew and were always invited to the college parties and club VIPs. Shortly after we met, we were like white on rice. Tanae became pregnant. This was disheartening because she had to drop out of college. After having her baby, she stayed in Jacksonville with her boyfriend at the time and named me her daughter's godmother. Heaven is her name. At the time, I was the only friend Tanae had in Jacksonville and at that point, we became family. She eventually had to move back home to Chicago when her and Heaven's father didn't work out. Due to this, Tanae became very driven and vowed she would never be broke and would make sure she offered her kids the best life she could. She enrolled back in school in Chicago and worked on becoming a nurse. 18 years later, Tanae has been in school ever since. She is now not only a nurse, but she has graduated several times with many certifications. She has also become a manager where she now works. Tanae is both of my son's godmother and has never missed a beat. She has become a wife and a mother of three now. She's consistently remembering to be there not only for her extended family, but for my family as well. As a nurse, she has now made herself extremely available for this current pandemic and has become a crisis nurse. She has offered crisis she she was offered crisis positions to help in New York, Atlanta, and Chicago. While working during the pandemic, Tanae was diagnosed with COVID-19. She was a trooper. 
a real life hero because not only did she quarantine for the recommended time frame, but as soon as she overcame COVID-19, she returned to work without question nor hesitation and continued her crisis position to assist in the various cities she was asked to travel and work in. Kudos to you, girl. I don't know any other hardworking moms who has consistently been in school and continued on to her graduate program, been a wife, a mom, and worked full-time nonstop the way she has with three kids. I literally don't know how she does it with such grace and never complains. She deserves this recognition more than any other mom I know. Thanks. Deborah Smith. Wow. Tanae, girl, you really you really are doing your thing. And I read that story and I was like, you know what? She definitely deserves Mama of the Month. You're amazing. I'm so, so, so glad that you loved your gift. And I'm so happy that you are our first Mama of the Month. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And congratulations again. And keep rocking motherhood. All right, now let's get into this week's topic, which is all about mental health awareness. First, I am going to start with some hotlines, okay? This is very important to me. If you are a mom or you know someone that is really struggling, I really wanted to offer some resources. So, the phone number for suicide prevention is 1-800-SUICIDE and a helpline for moms dealing with postpartum depression is 1-800-PPD-MOMS, okay? This is very important to me. I want you to know you are not alone. If you need any help or if you don't have anyone close or that you feel like you can confide in or anything like that, please, please, please reach out to one of those numbers if you are feeling like you just can't make it anymore or you are really having suicidal thoughts, please reach out to 1-800-SUICIDE. If you are going through postpartum, if you are just feeling not like yourself, if you are in a state of depression, if you feel like your anxiety is taking over your life, where you don't even want to leave the house with your baby because you're just too terrified something may happen. I do know some moms that have went through that part of like depression and anxiety where their levels have gotten so high that they didn't even want to leave the house. They were just too scared. And that really, that's a real thing. So I really want you guys to utilize the resources. You can call 1-800-PPD-MOMS if you are feeling like you have developed postpartum depression. Now, postpartum depression does not just happen right after you have your baby. It can, it can linger or it can take a while. It can be delayed. Like, you just don't know. It really, it really just depends. But postpartum depression is real and you are not alone. And I just want you to feel supported. So, we can actually start with postpartum depression. I think that after you have your baby, like, not only are you having to deal with, you know, your new body and things like that, you also have to deal with the fact that, hey, I have this small human. I am solely responsible for them. 
this is this is my responsibility this is my baby and honestly that can be terrifying I remember like (laughs) when my son was born I was like he is cute and all but um when are his parents gonna come pick him up like I think that (laughs) for me I was just like I, I really had a baby like this this baby is really mine And honestly, like, I didn't really feel that connected to him at first. Um, That's kind of sad to say now because I just love him so much. But honestly, like, I didn't have that, like, oh, I'm so in love. Like, I can't believe I had this small little baby and blah, blah, blah. I was just like. I was protective of him. I think that's just a natural instinct is that you, you know, are naturally protective. But I was just like, hmm, a little baby. Okay. 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 <laughs> um, I think that when some moms in my mom group started having their babies, we all were due around. It was like five of us do around the same time. Two of us do on the same day. And when they, like, you know, a few of them had some complications and a few of them had to have emergency C-sections. And I was just like, wow, childbirth really is like such a blessing to conquer and get through. And it can really be, you know, it can really be life-threatening. Like I got so blessed, my gosh. I was so blessed that my birth was not life-threatening but it really really can be it's wild like just when I heard like so many things that happened you know at the blink of an eye or in like a moment with these other women and their births and I was just like wow that could have happened to me and I remember sitting on my couch looking at my like one week old baby like crying because I was just like wow I really did something amazing like putting my body through so much and me being able to give birth naturally and push in like under 15 minutes like that's a blessing so I was just really grateful for that I think that a lot of people think that I didn't deal with postpartum but to be honest I really really worked my ass off not to really let postpartum depression consume me I really it was really an ongoing battle some days it still is it's definitely definitely mild I think that I do a good job of managing it my anxiety is a different thing I know when my son was first born and we first started going out everything was kind of like a little blur I would like think like if we got in a car I would be like I really hope we don't get in a car crash I hope no one hits us I really would not like anyone to hit my baby but then it started to get a little bit out of control my anxiety it would be like I would be maybe walking down the road and a thought would come to my brain like what if a car just jumped the curb and hit me and my baby while I'm walking him in his stroller? And I would like 
get so flustered inside like I would like ooh do a little jump like just thought of it just would get like give me chills and that was concerning to me like I felt like I really needed to get my anxiety thoughts under control like I would be at a store and I'm like what if somebody came in here and just started shooting up the place like what would I do where would I go how would I protect my baby and I would like squeeze him a little bit like squeeze his arm a little bit like oof gosh I can't even believe like and I would just be like Jessica do not think that way do not do not have those thoughts like leave my brain leave my body like I don't I don't want to have those thoughts in my brain I feel like I didn't go to sleep and have nightmares or anything like that it would just be I would like be in the moment or I would be out somewhere and I would just have these very like dark um very dark very concerning thoughts and nothing about me wanting to harm my baby of course but I would just be like oh my gosh I would just put so many different scenarios in my head if we were I mean it would be anything if we were like at the grocery store I'm like what if he just falls out of his car seat how would he fall out of his car seat when he's strapped in I don't know <laughs> but I would just have all of these thoughts and I do remember like you know one time I was like waiting for the train and I was like oh my gosh what if I forgot to lock the wheels and my baby just rolled away onto the tracks I was shook and you know of course I'm like holding on to the stroller for dear life I mean I don't even think my hands were white because I mean I think my hands were white because I was just holding on to the grip so tightly and then my foot was on the brake I was like there's no way that this boy is rolling away from me and I just feel like stuff like that it was just you know really concerning to me because I had never one even thought like that of course two I just didn't know if it was normal so I talked to someone and they told me that as long as I didn't act on my thoughts and as long as I didn't let them consume me or overwhelm me or if they weren't consistent enough where I was like losing sleep or like that I couldn't sleep you know then it was it was perfectly normal to have these anxiety anxiety thoughts but as long as I did not let these anxiety thoughts consume me and my life then I was okay like if it got to a point where I was just like I can't go outside like I can't be outside in the world like anything could happen to my baby I know several moms who went through stages like that and I was just like wow they really are tripping but in reality they were just dealing with a part of postpartum depression and anxiety postpartum anxiety and like that is so real and it just it just it really can just hit you out of nowhere and I think the older I am my son gets the more my anxiety goes down kind of like I don't know I, I just know I'm gonna have to face different demons the older he gets um but that's another podcast for another day but let's just focus on mental health right now. 
so I know that, you know, as moms, sometimes our mom guilt gets the best of us. Like, say you're an older mom. You may be a mom that's, you know, have, you know, high school kids or kids in college. And you're not really feeling like you're needed. You're essential. You're you're not really feeling like, you know, your family you know, values you anymore, or you're, you're, you're not really feeling like your motherly duties are an important aspect in your family dynamic right now, because the kids are busy, they have their own lives, they've grown up, and they've become, you know, their own people, and wow, people, their own person, <laughs> you know, so that can be a little disheartening and that can kind of cause, you know, a bit of depression as well. Cause it's just like you as a mom, even if you were a working mom or a stay at home mom, like you've spent so much of your life taking care of these children. I mean, you essentially went back to work to take care of your children. You have been, you, you know, you essentially stayed home to take care of your children. Then all of a sudden it's like, thanks mom no I'm okay like I, I can go by myself I can do this I can do that and that can be that can that can really take take a, a put a little damper into you know your spirits so I don't really I, I just want to say this to the vet moms like I know especially me now that I am a mom but I know you know once I became a teenager and like I went to college and stuff like that. I was just like, ah. And honestly, I really think about my mom every day. I don't talk to her as much as I should, but I honestly think about her every day. She doesn't even know that. I think she thinks that, you know, I'm pretty independent and self-efficient, which I am, but that's always who I've been. But I honestly, like... You know, I still I still love my mom and I still, you know, inside of me, like there's a bit of me that is still a little girl. Like I still want my mom and I to have like a good relationship. And I know she thinks that like, you know, because I do so many things and I have my own family now that I don't need her, that I don't value her. And it's like the complete opposite. But that's just me. I'd say all of that to say, you know, that moms, like, don't think that your kids don't love you or don't value you or don't need you because they do. They do. They're just at a different phase in their lives. And don't worry. They'll come back. It'll be full circle. But during this time, like, focus on yourself. Do something for you that you've always wanted to do. I saw a cool list this week that was like something that moms, like stay-at-home moms or like, you know, vet moms, whatever, whoever you are, even if you're a new mom and you're on maternity leave, like just try something new. The other day, one of my friends said, I feel like when people have kids, they figure out like their passions and they figure out what they really want to do with life. I, I, I honestly believe that. Um, I think that if I didn't have my son, I would not be going back to school to become a lactation consultant because, I mean, I didn't know anything about 
you know, breastfeeding or lactation or anything like that. But once I was pregnant, I knew that I wanted to breastfeed and I just saw that it was really frowned upon in my community. And I think that's because a lot of African-American women see breast as a sexual thing. And when they give birth, it's hard for them to see breast as a nurturing, nutritional thing to do for your children. But I will also be talking about that in another podcast. I want us to stay focused on mental health in this podcast. So I'm going to tell you a few things that can really damper with a mom's mental health. Being sleep deprived can definitely impact your mental health. I think that, you know, we just get so used to, like, (laughs) not sleeping. I know for me, for sure, I'm just like, what is sleep? Like, that's just not my life anymore. But it does take a toll on me. It does, you know, like anything, like, too much of something can definitely, you know, end badly. So I think that when I don't get enough sleep, I'm definitely, like, after a week or so, like, I'm burned out. I'm exhausted. Like, I'm like, I need my sleep. I'm tired. And I make it a point to sleep in every Saturday. That's my day of rest. So I take it very seriously. I sleep in every Saturday. I do not make breakfast. None of that. That is my time to just really relax my body. So that's what I do. But if you are adding, you know, being sleep deprived in with depression and anxiety and stress, like that can really, really, really damper your mental health. So you really want to make sure you are getting some form of sleep. Like I know that if, you know, I struggle with sleeping during the week, I really make it a point to sleep in on Saturdays. Now, another big thing that can affect your mental health is your work-family balance. Boy, boy, boy. Now, every culture, you know, they have different things and how they run their families and how they balance work and things like that. But if you don't feel like you have figured out a system for your family, it can definitely put a damper on your mental health. It really can. And it just it just it just can wear you down. You'll feel guilty, you'll be exhausted, you'll be worn out. Like it can really just really, really wear you down. And you have to, have to, for your family's sake and for your sake, you have to make sure you have a solid work-family balance. If you are working too much, it's going to affect your family. Your kids are going to be like, where are you? Like, they need you. They they want you. They're going to cry and act out and do things because they want their mom or dad's attention. So you have to be cautious of your work-family balance. 
and it can really affect your mental health and it can affect your family's mental health. So you really, really have to make sure that you put all the aspects into play when you're deciding, you know, how you're going to balance it all. Now, another thing that can definitely affect your mental health is if you have a child with special needs or a severe illness, honestly, like, the divorce statistics are really high for people that have children with special needs or that are dealing with, like, a chronic illness when it comes to their child because it's just a lot of stress, honestly. I mean, kudos to those moms that can deal with it all and have pushed through. Like, you are amazing, amazing women. I know that it may not be easy, but you guys get up every single day and do it, and my hat goes off to you. I, I, I mean, I don't even know how you get up and do it. And if you have a, an amazing husband who is supportive and holds your hand and is there, like, and you guys are a team, that's that's awesome and that's that's amazing. But that can definitely be a really big, take a really big effect on your mental health. Another thing is domestic violence and abuse. And that, oh man, I have seen this happen to so many of my friends. It's, it's very sad, but I am so grateful that my friends, they have come overcome and they have pushed through. So this is a thing of the past, but it needs to be addressed. Domestic violence and domestic abuse can definitely, definitely take an effect on your mental health. I honestly feel like the people that I personally know that have went through domestic violence relationships, they were not in a healthy mental state. They were either in like a grieving state, they were in a low state, like they didn't have a job or they didn't have, you know, just all these things. And like, although I personally have never dealt with domestic abuse, I know that I have allowed relationships that I know were definitely not for me because I was in a low mental health state. So I feel like domestic violence definitely affects your mental health. It really can alter, you know, who you are as a person. When you allow someone to physically abuse you, it really takes a toll on your mental health because, you know, you're not str being strong enough for yourself or for your children and when when these things are happening and you have to be you have to be i am so proud of my friends that have overcome domestic abuse relationships um i don't really want to get into any details because it'll make me emotional but 
I've really seen my friends be in their lowest of low states, and I've seen their mental health being compromised. I've seen them have depression, and I've seen them just give up on themselves because they were just not in a headspace, you know, to deal with their own mental health. And it affected their families, it affected their children, and you really have to be cautious of that because once you become a mother, it's not just about you anymore. So when you allow, you know, your children to see you getting physically abused, it can affect them too. It affects, it affects their mental health as well. If you are in an abusive relationship, please reach out to someone. Please get help. I mean, things can happen fast at the blink of an eye, and it's so easy to make excuses for people, but things can happen so fast, and I just want you to understand that can definitely affect your mental health, okay? Now, the next thing that I'm going to talk about is single mothers. Honestly, when my spouse went back to work, and I had to deal with the baby alone for the first time. It was hard for me. It was, ooh, wow. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I mean, let me tell you something. That man did not help me one night a day in his life. Um, <laughs> But, you know, during the day, he was a great dad. You know, when the baby was really small, he is a great dad. I'm not going to say was. He is a great dad. He's very helpful. Like I said, I sleep in every Saturday, you know. But when he went back to work, I was like, oh, my gosh. There are people that go through labor and birth alone, like no spouse. And then they go home and take care of these babies right away alone. Like, wow, I cannot commend single mothers enough. And especially now that I am a mom and like my mom had three kids under one. She got divorced when I was three. She had three kids that were three years old. Like I, I just have so much respect for my mom just off the strength of that. Like I could not imagine having to do what she did for us. And I mean, Wow. So single mothers, their mental health is extremely compromised. They are extremely sleep deprived. Um, statistics have shown that single mothers are more likely to fall below the poverty line because they don't have a two income home. Like they are raising children children are expensive do you know how much it costs to raise a child like child care alone in my household whoo baby <laughs> listen that is like the best part of this pandemic is that i am not paying child care like and i'm not joking and i get 50 percent off and it is still ridiculous <laughs> like i think we pay $500 every two weeks and that is with my discount did you hear me with my discount of 50% off 
that's wild like <laughs> that's wild again let's stay on topic i'm so sorry that i get off topic often but single mothers really have to protect their mental health awareness i mean they are lonely because they are dealing with so many other things they don't have a support system from a spouse you know someone in the home that can constantly be there for them and be supportive of them and give them a break when they need a break like sometimes you just need a mental break you need to go to the bathroom and take a shower a long shower by yourself they don't have that option so they are on the higher end of being at risk for mental health and postpartum and anxiety and stress because they just have so many things on their plate that they have to carry alone and it's hard i honestly commend all the single mothers you guys do an amazing job i know it's rough i know there are days that it is not easy and you probably go to bed crying but you are amazing and your kids love you i know some days it may not seem that way but they do and you are doing an amazing job and please please don't sell yourself short or don't think you are not worthy enough because you are and please don't think that you can't obtain a man or you can't obtain your goals like i've seen so many amazing single moms do some amazing things like i honestly have so please do not let mental health consume your life okay all right so i'm going to give you a few things that can improve your mental health okay so one i'm going to say ditch social media and focus on your real life like take some time to take a social media break if it is really affecting your mental health so you know just kind of focus on your real life focus on what you have going on focus on your family you know just don't get so caught up in social media i know we get so caught up in like mom's snapbacks and like how they progress and things like that that it can really take a toll on our mental health even unknowingly like we can those things like reading those things and like if we start to feel depressed or if it gives us anxiety like that's affecting our mental health so take a minute take a break a social media break and just refocus on yourself do some meditating do some reading pick up a new book like just find something else to replace that time that you spent on social media have some face-to-face face -face, face-to-face conversations with other moms you know so you can understand like hey snapbacks that's not for everybody like there's other moms who got a little jiggle a little wiggle (laughs) you know and they're fine with it because they know that their bodies create a human a whole human so to help you just you know maybe step away from social media and just just focus on your real life another thing i would suggest to do is change up your to-do list sometimes when we get too set in our ways it can become too redundant it can become kind of boring and you may just feel like you need 
you know a different a different beat to your to your drum like you need to switch things up instead of grocery shopping on Tuesday maybe you go on Sunday and you make it like a fun thing or you know just switch up your to-do list find other things that you can do that are fun or that a way for you to make your life a little more entertaining you can you know add things to your to-do list like maybe you haven't maybe you wanted to join a yoga class just throw that on the list girl just figure it out like there's so many things that you can do to figure out now another thing i'm going to tell you is to trust your intuition i feel like for me like like i said in the beginning of this podcast I really, really struggled with, you know, a bit with anxiety and a bit of depression. Like some days I was just like, listen, I don't want to do anything. I just want to stay in this bed. I don't want to see anyone. I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't even want to talk to you. (laughs) Like, honestly, I would not have conquered everything I've been through if it wasn't for my spouse. Like, He really, really held my hand and really pushed me to not stay in my funks when I was in funks. And he really would be creative and figure out things for us to do. And he would, he's honestly like, he has the patience of, when it comes to me, his patience is, I mean, mind blowing. I'm, I'm, I'm always amazed. I am always amazed about how patient this man can be and just how understanding he really is. Like, whatever I say, like, he really takes it to heart and he listens and he makes it a point to make sure that, you know, I am heard and that I am valued. And that's important, especially when it comes to your mental health. Like, you need someone to listen to you when you maybe screaming out for help in ways that are not like hey i need help but if you're like say you're someone oh my gosh my sister she used to lash out anytime you know she was feeling stressed or she was feeling like deep anxiety or she was just overwhelmed with her life she would just lash out i mean she would text me like eight in the morning like I just want to let you know I'm not fucking with you today. I'm like, good morning. Like, hello. (laughs) But I understood that that was her way of expressing herself. Like, you know, she just wasn't in a space where she was feeling okay. Like, she was frustrated. She was angry. And it wouldn't be directly at me. It'd be maybe at a situation she was going through. But... I knew that about her, you know what I'm saying? And that takes a long time to learn about your significant other, but if you find someone and they understand that and they get that, you know, be grateful and understand that we all communicate and express ourselves differently, but I am just very, very grateful for my spouse he really gets me he really understands he's really he's really nurturing he's really 
he really makes things happen. He makes things happen. And I think that that is a big part of why my postpartum depression was very minimal. It did not last long. It went in waves, of course, but it was not anything that was long-term for me. So if you do not have a spouse or you don't have someone you feel like you can confide in or who can give you that little push that you need to keep going and who can be there and support you, like look for that in your friends. Look for that in a therapist because going to therapy is okay. We have to understand that going to therapy is perfectly fine. That is a sign of strength. You are getting help. You are understanding that you are in a space where you are not okay and you are seeking outside help because you know that you are not okay and you want to be better. You want better for yourself. And that's commendable. Like, that's amazing. So if you feel like you don't have this in a spouse or a partner, please, please look into getting a therapist if you feel like your anxiety or your stress levels are causing you to drown and you are not able to swim back up to the top please get help again if you are having thoughts where you feel like you don't want to live anymore or you are just not here mentally please call 1-800-SUICIDE or 1-800-PPD-MOMS okay these are 24-7 hotlines there's always someone there to speak to you If you just want to have a listening ear, you can email me. I promise you I will listen. You can ask any of my friends. I am an open ear all the time. And if you have any questions or concerns, please, please reach out to me. And I will try my best to help you as much as I can. My email is just a mom winging it these days at gmail.com also if you have any topics that you want to talk about please email me i would love to hear what you want to talk about and we can talk about it all right thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode again a big big shout out to our mama of the month today congratulations again mama i hope you have an amazing month I hope all of you moms have an amazing month. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Just a Mom Winging It. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Just a Mom Winging It Podcast. Until next time.